This episode contains discussions including recounts of body shaming, mention of abortion, recounts of fat phobia, weight fluctuations, weight loss, binge eating or emotional eating, and food relationships. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Body Story Podcast, a show about the way we're navigating the world in the bodies we've been given. I'm your host, Tiffany Eller, and I believe that if one person's story can change the way you look at them, a collection of stories may be able to change the world. Today, I'll be speaking with Nicole Conejo, a Costa Rican girl that has been working on her acceptance with her body and through it has actually found herself and who she really is. Let's get into the episode. Hola, Nicole. Thank you for being here. (laughs) Hola. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Nicole, English is your second language. So we're going to, I'm going to try to make sure that I'm speaking clearly. And I, I don't think our listeners will have any problems understanding you because your English is amazing, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) But how are you doing today? I'm fine. It's been a quiet day, so I've been fine today. <laughs> awesome. What's Costa Rica like today? Well, Costa Rica's weather right now is pretty nice. Uh, it's kind of sunny, and we're here. The rain is kind of messy because it can rain, but it's not all the day that it rains. It's only for a little while. So we're in that raining season right now, but... It's fine. Right now it's sunny. I don't know why, but <laughs> it happens that here too, like very much. Uh, but yeah, Costa Rica is doing pretty nice. I mean, it's a beautiful country. I'm proud to be from here. So yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. You're actually our first international guest. Yay. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so you reached out to me on Instagram because you had heard the podcast, right? Yes, it was, um, actually, it was because I saw it on Instagram one time. I don't remember who was the person that posted your podcast on an Instagram story. And I was like, oh, I really like this title of this podcast. So I saw the Instagram and I started listening and it was a really good experience and I'm pretty happy that I did. <laughs> oh, so cool. I'm so glad that you reached out and that you're here today. Yeah, me too. So you want to talk a little bit about um, what it's like to be a curvy girl in Latin America. So where would you like to start in your body story? Well, I would like to start when I was in school. That was the first time that I started to realize that I it was this body, the one that I was given. Um, I remember, well, I, I got my period in a really young age. I was around 10 years when I got my period. Um, and then I started to develop my body and to I started to have my curves and my hips in a really young age. Um, and that, at that time was when I started to realize that I kind of look different from the other people. Because here maybe uh, it can... Another countries can have the image of a Latin American person to be curvy and to be 
with a big boobs or big ass or whatever. Um, but actually, not all the people are, are like that in here. Like in reality, when you live in a Hispanic country like Costa Rica, um, in my case, I remember that I started to be bullied when I was in school because of my body. Um, like kids make jokes about my body, how I look, because I I'm not that small. I mean, I'm my head is not that small. So um, when I started to develop my curves and everything, they make jokes about me. Uh, which right now I talk about this and I feel pretty secure about all that happened. I mean, it's not something that I cry about or something, or still affects me in the in the person that I am today. But I know that that's when I realized that I was going to face insecurities my whole life. And because people used to make fun of me, not other people here have curves or have hips like mine or have uh, small boobs like me and so all of that made an impact in me so I feel like that's the beginning of my journey about accepting myself and loving myself when I started to notice that I wasn't going to be like all the other girls in my class or like I wasn't going to have the opportunity of be able to buy any clothes that I wanted in whatever, because here I remember that I wanted so bad, like this coloring pants and everything. And because of my legs and because I was curvy and because of my hips, I couldn't find any any pants. Um, and that's still an issue here <laughs> uh, about finding clothes and everything. So, but, but when I was little, it was a really a bigger issue because I wanted to dress in a way that I that my body didn't let me to. So I feel like that's the beginning of my journey. Interesting. So about the clothing, is it just that you've kind of made it sound like your body type is not very common? So with the clothing, has that always been a problem are there places that you can go to find clothing that fit you yeah um here i can say that until now in the past like three years or more five or something uh there's this movement about making clothes that could fit bodies like mine like with big hips and stuff uh but when i was little it didn't it, it wasn't like that I mean, I had to always look for uh, clothes for older ages than me, than I was actually, than I, w- I actually was. Um, so until now, you can find stores dedicated to plus sizes. Uh, until now, you can find um, pants or blouses or whatever you want, but it's only like, on those specific stores and it can and they can be really pricey sometimes so it's kind of difficult for me still because um i tend to ruin all my pants under my tights because of my legs uh so it's kind of difficult because if you want a good pair of pants you're going to pay 
a lot of money for them because they are bigger and they somehow feel like if they have more clothes on it, they can have, they need to be pricier, so <laughs> expensive. So that's like the, the problem that you can find here. But until now, it's open like all of those body shapes because uh, I can feel like when I was growing up, it wasn't like that. I know that for my sister, it wasn't like that because my sister has a body type because of genetics and everything uh, similar to mine. So I know that when she was a teenager, it didn't happen like that. She had to, it was a huge, huge struggle to find clothes for, for her. And when I was growing up, it happened to me. But I feel like until now, there are stores dedicated to that kind of body sizes or, or, kind, or a bigger body sizes plus sizes. Well, I'm glad that you're starting to see more of that around where you are. So has the body positive movement reached Costa Rica in a big way? Or where does Costa Rica sit on body positivity? Or at least where you are or from your perspective? Okay, Uh, well, I can feel like, uh, well, I can say that I found the tools of a body Positivity, positivity and everything on feminism. Here in Costa Rica, um, I don't know if this, I'm, I'm pretty sure it happens in all the countries, but here in Costa Rica, feminism is still like, uh, there's another fights still going, uh, happening around. Because for example, here in Costa Rica, the abortion is not legal. Um, so the fight that feminism has is still going here and they create groups and they create spaces for women to go and talk about uh, their issues and everything. And I have surrounded um, with a lot of amazing women in my life. And because of that, I feel like I've been, I've been uh, finding the tools for accepting myself and the body positivity movement. And of those places, they we usually talk about this kind of stuff, about loving ourselves, about uh, accepting the way our body are. And in my case, I I always well, I always like to uh, spread the word about it with the women that I have around myself all the time, especially with my classmates. I sit with them and I talk to them my struggles and all the things that I've been going through. And they talk about their struggles and we support each other as a women, as us fighting against all of the things that society told us to be when we were growing up um, and realizing our bodies weren't like this uh, body image that TV or whatever always have shown us when we were growing up. So. Basically, I like to, I have found the tools through feminism and speaking with another women that have been passing the same struggles. So I feel like I have found this body positivity through feminism and here in Costa Rica is pretty strong, I feel, because if you surround yourself with feminists, we usually talk about this kind of stuff. So I have been surrounding myself with amazing women. So I feel, and I have been like trying to be a person that a 
women can also trust and talk about their issues and we support each other. So I feel like the movement here has been growing since the past uh, years and you will always see like meetings and um, people getting together and talking about everything. So yeah, I feel like uh, the moving the movement is pretty strong now. Oh, that's awesome to hear. I know that like for a lot of us, wherever we live in the world, we're not really exposed to other cultures in certain veins. And I feel like body positivity is something that I've been learning more about in terms of like what it looks like here in the United States versus, you know, what it looks like for you or over in Europe or anywhere, you know? Yes. I mean, it's different in every culture. That's why I told you that here we are still fighting uh, the feminist movements. Is still fighting up, uh, for things that you guys already have. So, yeah, it's, it's different. And all of the culture also uh, is reflecting in all of those fightings. So I feel like, and it's also something amazing to learn and to reach and to understand because that's something that feminism does, trying to um, understand the other fights and and stay together and um, make each other uh, strong. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you mentioned that you surround yourself with uh, strong women. Can you tell me a little bit about who your biggest influences are? Well. I think I feel like all of that comes from my family because uh, in my family we are more women than men. So <laughs> uh, I see a strong woman, woman in my mom, in my grandma, my sister, my sister-in-law. So we, we, I feel like I have grown up with very strong women in my life. Uh, they always taught me like uh, stuff like well I have this memory of my my grandma always telling me that oh I, I always telling to herself I don't need a man to do the stuff for me so she always starts doing whatever she is doing by herself and only if she really needs it she asks for help so <laughs> I know it's kind of like she's a kind of like a um, proud person or whatever but she always tells that, like, um, so yeah, for me, my biggest influence right now can be also my mom. My mom, my mom has been, um, has been working since a really young age to support his, her family. And so she had to face a lot of bosses and a lot of men in charge and putting herself in a, in the place that she, as a person needs and she deserves. So she always uh, gave me that example that if she works hard for something, there's no need for a man to also um, like giving, like making making her feeling less or whatever. So it helps. And for me, it can be my mom, my, my grandma, even my aunts. So I feel like I've been surrounded by strong women all my whole life and I've been also learning about them being leaders and being 
and being moms and being uh, friends, sisters, and everything they are as a person. So, so yeah, I feel like they are my strongest uh, female roles in my life right now. Oh, that's really beautiful. <laughs> what a special family. Yeah, we we also pretty close <laughs> and pretty... Yeah, that, that thing that maybe say that Latin American families are pretty close to each other. Well, in my family, is true. We are pretty, pretty close to each other. And we actually kind of live together. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, I love that. So all of those women in your family. So you talked a lot about like, they're ambitious, and they just go out and do and they don't let other people's opinions sway them. But how were their body relationships? Like, did you hear a lot of body acceptance coming from them as you grew up? Or were they kind of, I don't know, I feel like sometimes our parents or their generation they have more body image baggage, if that makes sense. Um, so did your family carry any of that themselves? Yeah, I feel like uh, they do. I mean, I was, when I was thinking about all of these uh, interviewing everything, I was thinking the place where uh, it started from my family view, because yes, they are strong women and they are, intelligent and they have their studies and everything so they are amazing people but it comes for me uh it, it comes the thing that they uh they also have oh i i feel like they still have uh, i know that my mom does uh, they still have problems with their image with their body and that is something that they project on me when i was growing up uh, it's not that, I mean, sometimes I wear, I don't know, dresses or whatever, and you can, and there, there have been, uh, there has been moments where my mom, even my mom tell me something like, you look nice, but just, you, you have to lose weight. And that is something that still affects me at some point. Um, and because it comes from my mom, something that someone that I admired and that I, I love and everything. So I know that they still have problems with their bodies. Uh, sometimes my grandma wakes up and she's like, I'm not going to eat anything today. And I'm like, but why? And she's like, no, because I can get, I can get fat or whatever. So I'm like, <laughs> that is, that is super wrong, of course. So I feel like some point I have been growing up with strong women, but they also have issues and stuff to work on. And with my mom, I every time that I can, I I always tell her, tell her that she's beautiful and she she's an amazing woman and everything. Because if you don't believe it, at some point you won't start actually seeing that in you and. You will. You're going to let your mind tell you that you're ugly and that you're fat and you you can be beautiful the way that you are. And I always try to remember my mom all of that stuff. But I feel like because of the, all of these things I've been growing up, I know that I have my issues too. And 
because of that I had to work on stuff too because um, I told you when we were preparing for this uh, that I had this journey about losing weight and about again gain that weight and then losing it and I've been like in this roller coaster all the time about losing weight and I feel like it was because at some point uh, I I've heard that for example my mom telling herself that she used to be beautiful when she was thin and she used to say that all the time so I was growing up hearing that of course at some point I was feeling that if I wasn't thin I wasn't going to be beautiful then so I started going in the wrong path about losing weight and about loving myself that way and I know that they have struggles still and they and it's not the problem I mean they it's not their fault they are still uh, trying to discover and trying to I know that they see me or see my sister being uh, confident sometimes and being, I don't care what people say about what I'm wearing or whatever. And they, maybe they compare and maybe they say, why can't I be like that? Um, so I know my mom is still learning about all this kind of stuff. And I'm still learning, of course, because there can be bad and good days too. But I feel like they have, they have issues and at some point they project that, those issues on me because they, my mom, I remember that she always told me that kind of stuff about, um, I want to be thin or let's lose weight together. And then we started losing weight and then we started to feel beautiful because of losing weight because, and that wasn't the point. I mean, you can still have, uh, uh, some extra pounds and be beautiful, of course. So at some point, she projected that on me, like, um, you're going to be thin, so you have to be beautiful. Um, so I've been growing up with that. And I feel like that's the point where I maybe mess up a little the real reason about loving yourself or about body positivity. That is not being thin, that is not being beautiful in a skinny jeans or whatever it's just being beautiful the way you are now in this moment and starting to believe that starting to learn about that and that's why i told you that i started to find myself in all of that uh process i started to find who i really was because um i started to lose weight and then gain that weight again so I, I began to learn to love myself in the now, in the right now. I mean, I have this body now. I can change this over the morning. Uh, so I started to look all of this process in a very different way. And I'm pretty glad I did because, and I'm pretty glad this is happening now because I feel like in a really right place to talk about this thing, this stuff and to, uh, give my point of view and my story and, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you chose this podcast to share your story. Thank you. So you mentioned that, you know, you have found who you really are. So who are you really when you let go of 
the feeling the need to lose weight to be beautiful like who are you now that you've let go of that um I learned something uh I started to think about my body not like I'm this body and that's it I started to think about myself like okay this was the body that I was given and yeah it can be a curvy body it's a beautiful body because I love it <laughs> but I also started to see my body as a tool like I'm not all of all of this skin and this flesh and everything I'm not only that this body has taken me to places to meet beautiful people this body has taken me to travel uh to get on a plane and make one of my dreams biggest dreams come true and this body has taken me to family meetings where I've been happy, to trips, to uh, to school, to everything. So I feel like uh, right now I've been starting seeing my body like that. I'm not just this. I'm more than this. It's just a body. And that, that was the thing that made me feel really secure about this because uh, I started... When I was struggling and everything, I started to feel like, okay, this is my body, I hate it. Uh, and that was the only thing that I was focusing, like focus, <laughs> focusing in. <laughs> focusing on? Yeah, on, yeah. Um, so basically I started, right now I started to see my body, not just like the whole thing that I am, because I know that I am intelligent, that I'm a good friend, that I am, uh, strong women too. That I am. Uh, that I'm more than that. I'm. I'm just more than my body. That's the point. So I just started to see myself like that and embracing those moments where I, where where this body uh, took me to places where I was really happy, where uh, when I really enjoyed life. So I feel like that difference about not focusing on the the things that my mind was telling me and just focusing on the things that I, I had believed in this body so I feel like that that was the that different like that change of mind made me started to love in myself and I'm glad that I did <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's such a great view, if you ask me. Is there a moment that you can pinpoint or that you can think of where this shifted for you? Was there one defined moment or was it something that kind of just happened over time? Um, I feel like it was a whole process that I've been, in the past two years, I feel like I've been changing not in a wrong way, but I've been finding myself, like I told you. So I feel like from two years ago, I've been trying, I've been uh, seeing things in a different way. I remember this time where I was doing some school stuff and I'm on college now. So um, I was doing this stuff on the computer and my sister is basically my best friend. So. We started talking about how I was feeling about all of this and how I wanted to lose a little weight 
sound and everything how I was starting to feel kind of uh, not good about myself and I remember that she started to tell me all of this stuff and she started to tell me that I was more than this she she wanted to so bad to make myself to see the person that she was seeing in me um, and she is like that person where that you always run to when you have problems or everything so for me that's her and I remember that we started talking about all of this kind of stuff and when I get anxious I tend to eat a lot and I don't even realize what I was eating or how much I'm, I'm eating so uh, she started to talking to me about that and how I can start like recognizing like uh, pointing those moments where I feel anxious and to tell myself if it is that I'm really ang uh, hungry or is it only like I feel anxious about something um, so that made me change a lot of things that I've been thinking and I feel like that moment when I talked to her and she gave me that point of view I started to believe it like yeah it's true this body has taken me to places beautiful places and has taken me to meet beautiful beautiful people and I don't have a reason to hate it and when I feel bad when I because we all have good and bad days of course when, when I wake up and I don't feel that great I always remind myself that that this body uh, has taken me to all of these good experiences and I feel like that moment where when I was to, with my sister and we talked about that that was a whole change and since then and it, it wasn't that long it was like this year <laughs> it wasn't that long but I feel like uh, that moment really switched something in me and really helped me that's great <laughs> uh, so now that you have had that conversation about food, do you feel like you have a healthy relationship with food? Yeah, I feel like I have now because I don't hate food and I don't see that like I don't see food as an enemy because when you don't, I feel like I think that when you don't have a good relationship with food, at some point it will be your enemy or you can see that as an enemy because in my case it will be like if I eat I'm going to start getting fat but <laughs> I don't have that feeling I mean I can eat I can enjoy the times that I'm eating uh, I started to uh, eat a little bit healthier so I feel like I don't have a bad relationship with food I enjoy, I enjoy food. I mean, Joey, <laughs> the times that I've been really happy or the times that I feel like I want to get, uh, I, I, I want to go and see my friends. We all, we usually have food on the table. So um, I feel like food can be also like a little, just like a, a part of the times that you are happy. I mean, it's part of the times that you are with your friends. It's part of the times that you are by yourself, maybe watching a movie or it's part of the times that you um, are eating with your family and you talk and you feel happy that those times. So I feel like it's not everything, um, but it's part of those little moments. 
So I feel like I've been seeing, I started to see food that way. It's part of those little moments that I been happy. So, and right now in my daily life, I eat lunch, I eat breakfast, I do my snacks and everything, but I don't see food as an enemy. I don't see food and I, I'm like, no, I'm not going to eat. I see it like I have to eat, I feel hungry, so I'm going to eat. <laughs> but it's not it's not like uh, an enemy for me. It's, I've been learning to eat healthy and I've been, I've been learning to eat the times that I have to eat, not more than those times because it can be unhealthy and everything. But, but yeah, I feel like I have a good relationship with food right now. And what's your favorite thing to eat? <laughs> well, actually, I'm a, I'm, I'm veggie, veggie, like um, I don't eat meat. So I don't know. I love pizza. Like everybody loves pizza, I think. <laughs> but pizza? here, yeah, pizza. But here <laughs> in Costa Rica, we have some pretty delicious meals and something called gallo pinto. That is basically our daily breakfast and our daily whatever you want want it to be it can be breakfast it can be lunch it can be dinner whatever uh that is basically rice and beans combined with onions and the sweet chili and everything so yeah it's so good (laughs) yeah if you ever come here you let me know (laughs) and we can have all the food that you want I will. I almost went to Costa Rica when I was in high school, but oh. the, the stars just didn't align for it, so oh. I wasn't able to go. But it's always intrigued me. Well, well, life happened, and then you're talking to a Costa Rican girl now, so maybe yeah. it's time. <laughs> I'll I'll just come stay with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, well, I have done that before. I mean, I have international friends, and they come here and they stay with me. So really? don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. You can totally do it. It's fine for me. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. That's awesome. So th- I, this isn't really your body story, but I, I want to hear more about your international friends. <laughs> how how did you meet them, and how did those relationships develop? Okay. Uh, well, I have this uh, favorite band since I was a little kid. Uh, Paramore, so Paramore, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're my favorite band since I was twelve, and right now they are more just like a band for me because through the band I have met the these beautiful people around the world, and I have basically they, those friendships started through internet, and then I came to well I went to. Uh, to a cruise that this band makes. So yeah, it was a whole, yeah, I always talk about this. I feel like I don't get over it. I won't get over <laughs> No, this. this is cool. Yeah, I won't get over this cruise like since forever. I mean, I always talk about <laughs> this with my friends and everything. I feel like they are sick of me now. <laughs> well, uh, this is the first I'm hearing of it and I like it. <laughs> yeah. So I went to this cruise with, uh, and there I met a lot of people and I met, um, yeah, I met a lot of people there. So they're basically my international friends now and those relationships, they are really close and they, they are really important persons in my life. When I was 12, I met this girl from Chile. Uh, 
and we started talking and we kept the friendship through the years and actually this year this the last month she was here with me she stayed here in my house and with her girlfriend and it was a beautiful time uh and we got to see each other in real life and how we really were as a person and it was a whole experience and it was really it's, it's something that i feel really happy about it and i feel really grateful with life about it because not all the people get to know their international friends or not all the people get to see on a cruise to see their favorite band so it's something that i feel really grateful uh, and that's why i told you that i feel like my body is more than just a body it's something that is is the thing that has uh bring me has has brought me to see all of these beautiful people and to meet all all of these experiences and everything so i feel like yeah that's why i told you that because i feel really happy about these experiences that i had so yeah that's so cool <laughs> yeah well we're coming to the end of our time together so is there anything you would like to leave our audience with today i feel like uh if you guys can get more involved in Latin American reality right now, it can be really amazing. If you guys have uh, roots from your family or something, embrace that because we are, I don't know, I feel really proud to be part of this community and be in living in a country that faces a lot of struggles still and and everything if you guys want to learn about this stuff uh, it will be really amazing but also to learn about how we fight our about um, our bodies or how we keep doing our body possibility uh, movement and everything it can be really amazing if you guys want to support all of these causes can be like with people that you know and everything it can be amazing and i feel like um yeah i feel like we all face all of this kind of stuff and as a as persons it can be really amazing to get together and embrace each other and hear each other and not because i have curves or because i am from latin america doesn't mean that i don't face all of these things because I feel like at some point the Hispanic body, the women Hispanic body has been really sexualized at some point. So um, if you can fight against that because not all of the Latinas feel beautiful or all of not the Latinas are sexy or not all of the Latinas can dance. <laughs> so. <laughs> I feel like it's good to teach ourselves about all of this stuff and not make a general image about how a Latina is because we face stuff, we fight still. And if you can learn about that, it will be amazing and help someone. It could be amazing too. <laughs> so specifically, people from the United States, I'm guessing, uh, educating themselves on like feminism and body positivity in Latin America. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it can be 
yeah, see, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> Uh, that's I just wanted to clarify because <laughs> I I need to educate myself on that a little more as well. Um, the only other no, I've talked to a few La- Latinx. Yeah, did I say that right? Latinx. I think I said it wrong on uh, Remejillo's episode. But <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I, I've gotten to talk to a couple people, but I I love the idea of expanding that horizon and learning more. So. Thank you so much, Nicole, or gracias for being here today. Mucho gusto. What's my pleasure? It's my pleasure. If you love the Body Story Podcast and want to be considered as an upcoming guest, please reach out to us at bodystorypodcast at gmail.com and I will send you the link to the intake form. Uh, Even if you think your story isn't unique enough or that it's not worth telling, I assure you it is and we would love to hear from you. And if you want to be a part of our project, we do have space for volunteers and are looking for people with unique skill sets that believe they can help us expand this operation to more avenues and more people. Again, reach out at bodystorypodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at bodystorypodcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. This episode was made possible by our Patreon supporters, Stephanie Baird and Jonathan Stratton. The Body Story Podcast's editor is Daniel Vogt. Our producer is Amanda Ray, and our creative director is Emily Fisher. Emily Fisher.